0: are judicial rulings based solely on laws and facts. I hope so. While judges are supposed to be rational, mechanical, and deliberative, they're also human and are prone to being in good and bad moods. There's an old saying, justice is what the judge ate for breakfast, meaning there are numerous extraneous factors that can influence a judge's decision, such as what they had for breakfast. Welcome to Psych Papers, a podcast of bad content. A podcast. Welcome to... (laughs) <laughs> Podca- a, podcast. A, podcast. a podcast of bad content where we discuss interesting psychological studies and follow it up with our own research. Today's episode, we will discuss the hungry judge effect. I am Chris Cole. I have a PhD in psychology and this is Joseph Taharan. I'm his friend. My friend. Yeah. In the second half of the episode, we'll discuss the follow-up research that we conducted on what types of foods people crave when they're experiencing different types of emotions. Ooh. So Dan Ziger, Lavav, and Avnine Peso tested this idea. I, I have nine pesos. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to say it out loud.
1: <laughs> I have nine pesos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they tested this idea about justice is what the judge ate for breakfast in the context of parole decisions. Uh, made by experienced judges. They wanted to see how extraneous factors can sway the decision a judge makes on whether a prisoner receives parole or not. So the researchers suspected that making repeated judgments can deplete mental resources and simplify decision-making. The idea is that sequential choices increases the likelihood of accepting the default outcome, such as denying a prisoner's request, as judges move through a series of cases. I believe this is referred to as like decision fatigue uh where when you make a lot of decisions, this kind of like tires you out uh but this can be restored via spending time in nature, resting, experiencing like a positive mood uh or eating so are you
1: saying basically if you've been making decisions all day at the end of the day you're just like oh whatever just
0: you just yeah. imit- you're more likely spend more time like making exactly. The right- it's hard to spend more time weighing. The pros and cons and everything about the case, you get decision fatigue and you're like, all right, I'm just going to go with my default. Fuck it. Yeah. So their data consisted of 1,112 judicial rulings. About 80% of the rulings were parole requests and the rest were requests to change the terms of their parole, such as removing a tracking device or prison relocation. Their database included legal variables that appeared in the case file, such as number of previous incarcerations, gravity of the crime committed, months served, and whether a rehabilitation program would be available. Their data also included which judge presided over the case, how long each deliberation took. Uh, It included the time of day and the position in the order of decision. So was it the first decision that the judge made in the day or was it the last one?
1: No, I was about to say this is all quantitative data, right?
0: This is all quantitative they, data. They, yep. they, didn't,
1: they didn't send a survey to the judges, like, what would you eat for breakfast on this day? or <laughs> No.
0: Nope. Nope. This is all real data of real parole things, so the researchers weren't manipulating anything here. They were gotcha. just gathering the data. Just looking at the patterns in the data, gotcha. Yep. So, the data also critically included the two daily food breaks that the judge takes. Mm. They have a late morning snack and lunch. Hmm. I wonder if this will have a significant influence over their decisions. <laughs> Wait, hold
1: up. Is this like a mandated snack that they had to take throughout the day? Or in general, did they take one?
0: I'm uh, not sure if it's a mandated snack. I think if they were, I think they could like skip not it if take they want. their snack break if they wanted, but they were allowed to take a, a late morning snack and then a lunch break every day, twice a day, and every judge took it. Okay, so what did they find? The likelihood of a favorable ruling, as in granting the parole request, is a lot greater at the beginning of the workday or after Mm. a food break compared to later in the sequence of cases. So the probability of a favorable ruling starts at around like 65%, -hmm. then it steadily declines, and then you have a snack break, and then it jumps back up to 65%. It steadily declines again. Uh-huh. The judge has lunch. It jumps back up to 65%, and then it steadily declines again.
1: <laughs> Hold on. So this is <laughs> this is the hungry judge effect. I can imagine the, the, the person that's in question just like, um, what time is my uh, case? Um, it's 12. Uh, no, it's uh, 2 o'clock. Can we move it down to, uh, uh, well, I want to say 12.30, <laughs> right after lunch has <laughs> look? <laughs> I only take afternoon Seriously. or morning calls, uh, morning <laughs> cases only.
0: When I learned about this study in maybe like so, social psych and undergrad or something, I started incorporating that into my life. If I had an interview or an important meeting, I would put it right after lunch. Because that's when people oh. are like happiest and like most like everyone's a hungry like nice judge. Nice and amenable. Every, yeah. Everybody, we are all hungry judges. Whoa. We all have to make decisions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You hear this? Yep. So if,
1: you know, if you're a judge out there, which is you are, you're you're you're
0: listening to this, and you are making calls left and right, whether you know it or not. So they controlled for the specific judges presiding over the cases, all of the legal attributes of the case that were available, such as like previous incarceration, severity of the crime committed, and the prisoner demographics like sex and nationality. They controlled for other things as well. And they also varied the statistical analyses, and they all achieved the same effect, where, for every judge, they were more likely to rule in favor of a prisoner when their bellies were full. Wow. That's all it takes. Yeah. I'm I'm sure lawyers
1: have to know this, right? They they look at the fucking thing— I, they have to because that must be the first thing you learn in lawyer school or like make sure to and they have
0: a case at they have a case at 11.45 a.m. right before his lunch break they're like <laughs>
1: fuck dude you're so <laughs> fucked right now this guy's super hungry you're not gonna get through <laughs> just try to bump it after lunch yeah you gotta you gotta slip the judge like a granola ball <laughs> or a cookie or something <laughs> hey big guy I've been noticing you know you know you look a little yeah. little parched over here I got you you know I got you nice yeah. Gatorade, a Gatorade? <laughs> and got a you a cookie, and a caprice. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> got you some
0: Lunchables. I uh, got you the yes. one you can make your own pizza with the fake pizza bread. It'd be funny if, uh, after this study came out, like suddenly, like the judges start getting like showered with snacks from the lawyers. <laughs> Just kidding, Brian. They're like, hey, I know what you guys are trying to do, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, the takeaway is that when judges make repeated rulings, they start to show an increased tendency to rule in favor of the status quo, which is to deny the parole request. However, this tendency can be reset by taking a snack break when the judges get their little bellies full, full of of food (laughs) and snacks and yummy cookies. I'm I'm hungry. I don't want to give you parole. (laughs) I just
1: just want to go get my Capri Sun.
0: Okay, so it does seem like there are extraneous variables that can influence a judge's decision. Okay. And if we broaden these findings, this can apply to legislator decisions, medical decisions, financial, and university admission decisions. Oh my gosh, Chris. Yeah. So, like I was saying earlier, if you are going to schedule an interview or an important meeting, try to schedule it right after lunch, not right before lunch. Or in the beginning of the day, or just bring some food to the meeting if if you need to, if you need to pull that method. So even experts are not immune to the influence of extraneous, irrelevant information. The caricature that justice is what the judge ate for breakfast might be appropriate to describe human decision making in general.
1: Mm. That we need, we just have to feel rested. We need to feel full uh, in order for us to Mm -hmm. make our best, best calls basically yep
0: exactly wow for us to be able to spend more time
1: wow what a what a (laughs) what an obvious thing to learn don't you hate it chris i I don't know if we talked about that in this podcast when it comes to research it's always frustrating where, where especially when you're doing it in industry where the stakeholders are like like do you really have to do research on this and you're like yeah you know probably helpful to get some data and then you get the data, and it proves that they're correct. And they're just like, man, we already knew this shit. Why did we spend our fucking money on this? Oh, man. What a bummer. Yeah, yeah. But,
0: but
1: you yep. would have known if you were right had
0: you not had the data. Now you know for sure yeah. you're right. Yeah, it's important to kind of show like the obvious effects that we all kind of assume to be true, because yeah. those are what you build off of as the foundation for future studies. Being like, okay, how far does this effect go? Uh, especially if it's these are decisions that we're making, you know, potentially, like, determining, like, people's lives. Yeah. You know, the rest yeah. of people's lives. So, it's like, we want to be able to understand all the factors that are at play. Now, to call out, there was another paper Ooh. calling these results into question. Ooh, I love this. This is...
1: I love this. This is...
0: <laughs> this, is, some, this, is this is academic tea, okay? <laughs> this is, yo, bro. Hey,
1: bro. Hey, bro. Now nah, you're wrong, dog. You're wrong. Your P hey. value is way <laughs> off, dog.
0: Yeah. This other paper claimed that they didn't take other important factors into their analysis. Mm. For example, represented versus unrepresented prisoners via like an attorney. So apparently in the study, represented prisoners go first and unrepresented prisoners go last. The board tries to complete all of the cases from one prison before it takes a break and starts with another prison after the break. Mm. So... If you're a represented prisoner, you're more likely to be granted parole because you kind of have, like, more expert counsel helping you out. So, these, if these prisoners are more likely to go first in each prison, then they're more likely to be granted parole, most likely. So, who knows? Are you saying... So, it's a confounding variable? I don't know if that's the right phrase to use. It is, a, it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a confounding it right. variable. It, <laughs> it might... Maybe when you add this variable into the analysis, maybe the hungry judge effect completely disappears. Maybe it, maybe it just lessens a bit. Maybe it doesn't change it at all. Yeah, we we don't know, but we do know if you have an expert
1: opinion, you probably will increase your likelihood of getting parole. I assume, right? That's what they.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good assumption to make. Or based on so this, so it's possible that the effect is yeah. still there. So it's possible that the hungry judge effect still exists, but maybe when you add this variable that they didn't account for in the analysis, maybe it just lessons a bit maybe maybe it still exists but it's just lessons you know don't don't academics beef on on these like uh on these <laughs> on these journals
1: like when when one like <laughs> what what is it called chris when so i post a study in a journal and then like someone posts like a retort like months later like hey um i think
0: you're wrong dog and this is why <laughs> it's called a it's, it's called a clap it's called a clap, clap back academic clap back <laughs> yeah no i think it's like a just a commentary paper. Do you think they're um, seething when they read that? So like the
1: person who originally devised this study is just like oh hey hate them. How dare you try to say confounding variables? Doesn't probably feel good. Really so there's bad,
0: two right? there's two ways they could go where they could go like oh that is a, like a good thing like let's see if we have that data available and let's like re add that to the analysis and like publish another paper out of this or oh, they could okay. try come try to come up with ways to like post hoc rationalize it and be like well actually no that actually wouldn't affect this because of x y and z and trying to basically just discredit their retort. But aren't these don't these journals so, sort of function like a social media feed?
1: Where can can can't you reply, defend yourself from someone else's retort or reply? Um, yeah, you, you 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 would just publish another paper. <laughs> so much effort just to clap back the clap back.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not like you can't just tweet tweet out subtweet someone. Oh, fuck this, bro. Fuck this. Fuck this guy. Yeah. I'ma ratio you. All right, this is the part of the episode where we talk about the follow-up research that we conducted. And if you're liking the video so far, you can help us out by booping the like button and subscribing just so you don't miss any future episodes. This episode was about the hungry judge effect. So I wanted to explore what foods do people crave when experiencing different emotions?
1: Mm, mm. I would have loved to answer this question. Yeah. And maybe I will in this episode.
0: Who knows? Yeah. So what foods do people crave when experiencing different emotions? I asked people... Let's say you are experiencing, and then I had a placeholder for different emotions. Let's say you are experiencing Emotion X. Which type of food do you crave? Select all that apply. And then I gave people these options. Sweet treats, such as ice cream, chocolate, cupcakes, or gummy candies. Mm. Salty snacks, potato chips, french fries, popcorn, chips, and salsa. Mm, I love that. Carbohydrate-rich foods, pizza, pasta, bread, oh. rice dishes, and oh cheeseburgers. My gosh. Indulgent desserts. Cheesecake, chocolate oh, lava cake, man. and brownies. Savory comfort foods. Fried chicken, oh, lasagna, and barbecue my ribs. Oh
1: gosh, I want that now. Do we stop the <laughs> chicken, chicken wings,
0: chili, spicy curry, and buffalo chicken sandwich. Oh man, I love it. I love it. And then you're gonna love this one. Other. Oh
1: man. Who <laughs> yeah. knows what I'll pick yeah. at that point? <laughs>
0: Who knows? So we surveyed 327 people and we gave them different emotions and we'll, we'll go through the results for each one to see what foods do people crave okay when experiencing different emotions interesting first of all i asked one more little question okay do you tend to eat food as a way to cope with or regulate your emotions and i asked people to rate you know never rarely sometimes often or always 50 percent of people about 50 percent, said they sometimes eat food as wow. a way to cope with or regulate your emotions okay and if you're totaling uh, the others, the often and always, 50% of 75 about 81% at least use food as a coping mechanism some of the times. Mm. Mm. 25%, do it often. 6%, do it always. I'm in that always camp for sure. 100%. Yeah. percent 100%. Now for the actual specific emotions. So, sad people crave sweet treats and salty snacks. Interesting. So let's say you're experiencing sadness. Which type of food do you crave? Select all that apply. And so sweet treats, which is like ice cream, chocolate, and cupcakes, and salty snacks, chips, and french fries, and popcorn. These were the top two uh, most popular uh, emotional foods. When I'm really sad and depressed, I find myself at a Taco Bell. How
1: I got there, I don't know. But I'm suddenly in the drive-thru ordering four Courantreps Supremes, and one of every single of the dollar value burritos. <laughs> <for eat-ups. laughs> yeah. And what's, what's so not, that that would be like carb and spicy maybe? Or depending like
0: carb, spicy. Yeah, maybe savory comfort food. Yeah. Oh man. So you do not fall in the salty or sweets.
1: Okay, yeah. always an outlier. Never a part of the crowd. Yeah. Always a wolf, okay. never
0: a sheep. Yep. Bored people crave salty snacks. Bored. Yeah, so if you're bored, this one was really strong. A lot of people want salty snacks when yeah, they're feeling bored. I feel that, yeah. Yeah, my thought on this is that salty snacks, like chips, fries, popcorn, chips, and salsa, these can all be eaten for a long time, creating a better distraction. And this can take your mind off of other yeah, things. It's, you know, it's hard to eat a piece of cake for like an hour. Yeah, yeah. Is it's
1: yeah. it really a small piece and then... I'm sure there's some sort of effect you eat from... Like, you know you eat... I don't know what it is. Sometimes in the food science... Yo, you food sciences? Y'all are tripping. You take a bite of a chip, like, man, I thought this would be my last one. Nah. (laughs) Gotta get myself one more.
0: Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Chips are super addictive. It's hard to eat just one. That's what they say. What do they Um, say? One of the... One of the one of the participants on this question said for the other category, uh-huh. most people didn't put other and, and put it on things, but one person did for this one. Uh-huh. They said when they're bored, they eat quote seafood that is complicated to eat and prepare, like blue crab, crab uh-huh. claws, or a bunch of peanuts in the shell to give me something to do.
1: Okay, someone is either trying to be funny.
0: Makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, makes I, sense to me. You know, funny or it's just some weird bizarre role The crab is readily available. Jesus.
0: Yeah, yeah. What I because I'm more, I think I like salty to, snacks I like or to, peanuts in a shell. I like
1: to have a uh, you know caviar, some lobster. So maybe some Alaskan king crab. <laughs> you know, whatever. whatever. It's whatever though. Whatever, it's, I, whatever's know. around the house, you know. <laughs> whatever yeah. just lying around ready for <laughs> something that's like hard to prepare like puffer fish i don't know w- whatever okay <laughs> <laughs> I, I we gotta have you ever been tempted to be when you get this response to just like send a personal email to them like but well, why though like hey can i have a i just want to know what's in your mind dude i just want to know like what's going on with that response
0: yeah yeah like how much did you eat blue crab and crab claws? Maybe a lot. Maybe they live in an area where they get it a lot. You know? Yeah. To be fair, I think I have it like once town. a year. Yeah, maybe close, if close that. Coastal town. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Anxious people crave salty snacks. This one was a little more balanced, but salty snacks mostly, and then sweet treats, and then carb-rich foods. So I'm guessing. For similar reasons, salty snacks provide a longer term distraction. Mm. So, anxious people, it kind of takes their mind off of things. It gives them something to do with their hands uh, and it just reduces the anxiety that way. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's just the
1: crunchiness too of the salty snack as well. Maybe that's mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like texture, the, the texture adds like another yeah. kind of like mode of taste of the experience, right? Of the tactile experience which is eating oh yeah oh yeah the tactile experience of eating baby happy people crave sweet treats okay somehow that fits this makes sense so yeah yeah sweet treats and indulgent desserts were the top two and this kind of makes sense when you're happy you see sweet treats as like a reward or and a you celebration Treat yourself to you know. a cake or you, something you eat. yeah
1: exactly yeah. exactly there's always someone bringing donuts in the morning your nine yeah. to five,
0: yeah, yeah, and that person's usually probably pretty happy. The person yeah. that brings donuts, like in the morning, they probably have like their life together. That's true. That's true. I
1: have never met like a, a person who's giving out donuts that you know, like oh, I don't know if I should get a donut from you. You know, you just you're always like, you know, usually the people yeah. that you're very easy it's to cause, like approach. It's
0: because really those presence. people they like, they like already love themselves so much that they have enough love to give out oh you know
1: oh also yeah. they listen to this podcast yeah. and now using this information
0: yeah um to manipulate others so you can you can you can you can use it to manipulate others if you get if you make their be- if you make their bellies for <laughs> a little snack <laughs> hey Could you can I have a raise by the way here's a twix bar <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey hey uh, you're fired like hey here's a piece of cake a how about you? How about you eat this cake and think it over? <laughs> uh, yeah, just a bit of bad bag. Just have like a yeah. cake on a, a on a plastic wrap over a, over like a white plate. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You take it, take it. I'm not gonna eat it. You,
0: you know, it's pretty. You, good. you start, you start, you start laying out some Alaskan Kim crab legs. I think you're gonna want to rethink that. <laughs> <laughs> you put the bib on their on their shirt. <laughs> just just dip it into the butter just (laughs) just just think about it all
1: pre-cracked all pre-cracked
0: nothing has to change here nothing has to change here (laughs) yikes (laughs) all right so a summary of the emotional food cravings yeah salty snacks and sweet treats are the most common foods for emotional eating so, salty snacks can provide a distraction since they can be eaten for longer periods of time and they're and they're a little more active, like you know dipping chips into salsa, fries into ketchup, you know whereas sweet treats can provide indulgence that is more accessible than like desserts like cake and Here's one of the things that i is a potential flaw in my research. These results may have more to do with what foods are typically available in mm. one's home. Salty snacks and sweet treats like ice cream are more common to have readily available compared to, like, pizza, cheesecake, and fried chicken. And um, Alaskan blue crab. And Alaskan king crab legs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, most people have, like, chips and maybe, like, one tub of ice cream in their freezer. That's fair, yeah. Not many people have, like, cheesecake or, like, lasagna lying around. Yeah,
1: these are not not foods you just just can easily just put in your pantry and just let it sit there for a week.
0: yeah. Yeah. So emotional eating, especially like boredom or sadness, if you're sad and you want like fried chicken, like th- to make the trip to go out and get it or to even like make it yourself, that's already like a lot of effort. Mm. You're probably just going to gravitate toward like what you have available.
1: Or you're like me and you're automatically transported to a Taco Bell drive through
0: yeah, you just black in and then black out, and then you're laying on your Got bed it. with crumbs all over
1: yourself. <laughs> yeah, fucking the fire hot sauce the package is slightly like four of them <laughs> ripped open. One of them, then you accidentally squirted out a little bit the hot the fire hot sauce, so it's on the table. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, feelings of regret. Yeah, four, sadness, four, four
1: Yeah, four wraps of like the of the of each burrito that you laid on top of each other, and you curled up into a giant ball. Yeah, man this is
0: oddly specific (laughs) joseph who knows everyone has this experience sometime i mean whatever (laughs) whatever's lying around though
1: (laughs) chips blue crabs taco bell yeah so you're you're saying that when people in this little caveat you had right here or your asterisk you're saying you're thinking when people filled out the survey they were probably thinking like what's when i'm feeling this emotion at the at this moment in time
0: yeah i was trying to measure like cravings when you're sad what do you crave mm. not necessarily what do you have available and want to eat it's kind of easier to remember times that you were sad and think about okay what did i eat then and that usually is just determined by what foods you have available in yeah. the house yeah so uh maybe i should have just ran a study being like hey what kind of foods do you have in your cabinet and maybe <laughs> maybe the results would have been the same who knows but we did see the distinction between happiness and uh boredom salty versus sweet so okay all right thanks everybody bye bye